Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. Marketing for podcasters, not plugging in mics, not tech, unless that tech is in service of marketing. So I'm not going to tell you what kind of mic to use or how to plug this cord into that slot. I don't know. I, I mean, I do, but I know more about marketing, growing an audience, impacting people, spreading the message making money with your podcast. So if you want that, you're in the right place. I'm David Hooper. Bigpodcast.com is the website. And every week, Friday morning, New York time, I send out a newsletter called Big Podcast Insider. This episode is the audio edition of that newsletter. Here's what I'm going to cover on this one. You need two things to change the world. Let me give you a hint. Crazy money and a big voice. I'm going to talk about both of those. Steal these 10 strategies to promote your podcast. Your one-sentence podcast description. This is important. You run into people. You say, I've got a podcast. They say, what's it about? You're like, oh, it's about the... They're bored out of their minds. One sentence, that's all it takes. I'm going to show you how to do that. You want to write a book? Got something for that too. Get a better broadcast, podcast, or voiceover voice. I used to listen to guys on the radio and think, man, those guys sound great. How can I sound like them? Well, I'm going to tell you how to sound like them. Or women. It's 2023 now, guys. Audio effects explained. Speaking of voices, I primarily use two effects on my voice to get this sound. I'm going to talk about those. Stream your podcast on 30 plus platforms at once. Imagine that. Doing the work once goes out to 30 different platforms. Not just Facebook, not just YouTube. There are a lot of platforms and you can hit them all at once. Bad guest philosophy. It is a very serious issue. I've got some classified ads to share with you. But first, the sponsor of this episode, Riverside.fm. Riverside.fm makes remote podcasting easy. You send your guest a web link, it opens up in the Chrome browser, record your podcast, and afterwards you can edit your podcast using Riverside's magic editor, While you were doing it, you can stream live with your community, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, wherever you want to go, you can stream it with Riverside, edit your content afterwards using Riverside's magic editor. So many features to help you have a great podcast. You're going to sound like you're in the next room. Here is how to check it out. You can get two hours free, riverside.fm. Go there right now, get a couple hours free. Check it out, look under the hood, see how it works for you. I think you're going to like it. I'm going to give you 15% off with this code, Big Podcast. B-I-G-P-O-D. C-A-S-T, Riverside.fm, the code, big podcast. I listed out everything I'm going to talk about at the beginning of this episode. And because I'm going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, sometimes it can get confusing. To help with that, what I do is I place a sound like this as a demarcation point from one thing to the next. So when you hear this sound, you'll know that I've moved on. Everything that I'm talking about here, it is linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. So no reason to write any of this down. Just remember this URL, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. And if you think, man, I'm not going to remember that. Yeah, you will, because I'm going to say it about 20 times on this episode. Ready? Here we go. You need two things to change the world. I had an interesting experience just a few days ago. It's related to podcasting. It's got a happy ending. But I do feel it's necessary to give you a trigger warning on this. It involves an injured dog. Again, everything works out well. I encourage you to stick this out with me. But if you're unsure, 
Fast forward about five minutes. The headline I wrote in the newsletter for this, Late Night Dogs. I live in an urban neighborhood, and it is one of those neighborhoods where it's not uncommon to see and hear people on the street, even late at night. There's simply a lot of people around. We've got sidewalks or people going and coming. A couple nights ago, there was a rager, baby. Live next to a college. And I'm telling you, <laughs> I probably saw 50 people walk by my place in the time I was taking the dog out to pee. It was crazy. Normally I would walk him around and that's the beginning of this story. But so many people coming through, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to put my dog through this. They're loud, probably drunk, maybe high. Anyway, that's the kind of neighborhood that it is. And a few days before that, speaking of late nights with the dog, I'm taking the dog on his nightly walk. I see a cab dropping off a woman to a place in my neighborhood. It's a 24-hour emergency vet. She gets out of the cab. She's got some stuff with her. Immediately, I see her sit down next to the dog that she had with her. And this is in the middle of a parking lot. And she starts crying. That scene, unfortunately, is fairly common. You can imagine being in a 24-hour emergency vet. You're there late at night. You're not going there to get a heartworm test. You're not going there to get a nail trim or to get a checkup. You're going there because it's an emergency. With that said, I want you thinking that everybody who shows up here in the middle of the night has a life or death emergency. Sometimes it's not that. Maybe your cat ate something, didn't agree with him, whatever. I took my cat there a couple times. They were very good to him. Anyway, this woman, she and her dog get dropped off there. She immediately sits down in the parking lot. She starts crying. And I notice it, but it's not that uncommon. But because I did notice it, decided to change up my route, walked the dog around the block, came back a few minutes later to see if she was okay. She's still there. She's in the middle of the parking lot. And I went to talk to her. I asked her how she's doing, asked her about the dog. She tells me about her dog. He's a pit bull named Max. He had been attacked by another pit bull. She also mentions that she was living on the street and she had no money to get him the help that she needed. Apparently, she had called ahead. They said, bring him in. We'll take a look at him. Then when she arrived, they saw her situation. They say, it's going to cost you 150 bucks for us to take a look at him. I don't have all the details of everything that happened before I talked to her. I know she was there. I know she was sitting in the middle of the parking lot. It's about 20 minutes. And I know that it took a middle-aged white guy, me, to go inside and say, hey, you've got a lady in your parking lot. She's got an injured dog. She says she doesn't have any money. Not to go too deep into it, admittedly, I'm a six foot three guy. I'm walking in with all the authority of a white guy. <laughs> that kind of attitude, right? And I'm like, make it happen. And I didn't know what to do. The dog is obviously in pain. I'm trying not to get bitten by the dog. There's a woman outside the vet crying. The woman inside, yes, we know we're taking care of it. I said, lady, she's been out there 20 minutes. It doesn't appear that you're doing anything. So anyway, maybe I was a little bit off the handle, whatever. This is my point. This is why I wrote about this. It sucks to feel powerless and unseen. Even with the money. And I say that because money helps move things along. I went back outside and we had two people who worked at the vet walk within about 10 feet of us and say nothing. The first one hopped in a car and drove off. And I know that they worked at the vet because they came out the employee door. Anyway. The second one, when she came out, I waved her down and I once again requested help. I wasn't going to let her get away, man. A few minutes later, 
Two people came out. They started to assist the woman and her dog. I was listening to a podcast called Crazy Money. It's hosted by Paul Ollinger. Paul's an interesting guy. He's a stand-up comic, but he's got a history with Facebook. And I'm going to give my interpretation of this. It sounds like he cashed out of Facebook, retired early with crazy money, as he would say. More or less, he's going back into stand-up comedy. He had done that before and he's doing it afterwards. And he talks about it. He talks about how that kind of money changes your life, the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. And he said this, he said, you need a certain amount of money to live a life that is absent of chaos. And he's not wrong. Money helps. But I want to add something to that. And this is where podcasting comes in. If you really want to get things done in the world, you need a voice. That is the opportunity that you've got with podcasting. And not only can podcasting be your voice, it can be the voice for other people and causes, like the unhoused, like animals who can't speak up for themselves. Money alone wasn't happening here. I mean, maybe it was, maybe they eventually got to it, whatever. But that's not going to do everything that you want to do with your life, with your business, with what you care about. With that said, a podcast can also provide you and any cause you believe in with the money to make good things happen. So you've got both. You've got a voice and you've got money. If you're feeling ignored like this woman was that night, you're sitting there in the equivalent of a parking lot, you're crying out, nobody's paying attention to you. Maybe like I was that night where you've got a little something going on, you've got a little bit of resources, but you're still being ignored. It's very frustrating. This is my advice to you. Keep showing up, keep applying pressure, and you will find somebody there who will help you. Keep showing up. Two workers who eventually came out of the vet, they did that. They showed up to help this woman. One immediately got down on the ground with her. She said, tell me what's wrong with your baby. Very compassionate. She was fantastic. I talked to another woman. She said, we'll handle it. And I think she was trying to get rid of me. But... She did handle it. I know because I got the lady with the dog's phone number. And before I left, I gave her mine. The next day, I got a text. It said, thank you for your help and concern. They put a bandage on his neck and got him fixed up. I'm getting some money together to get him some antibiotics. Basically, what they did is they, I think, got her on her way. And I don't know why they didn't do the antibiotics. Maybe it's the money thing. Again, it goes back to the point. Money and a voice. But she said she was getting the money together. She's got another vet that she can go to. She's getting Max the dog help that he needs. Another podcasting lesson here. Is this a happy ending? I don't know. I felt that the relationship was a lot like the relationship that we have with podcast guests. You get together for an episode and you create something, but once that's done, your relationship ends. At least it does most of the time. Last week, I talked about interviewing Lisa Marie Presley. I met her. We spent a couple of hours together. Never saw her again. That was it. I may have followed up with her people. That usually happens. Let them know the show's out. But more or less, that is it. We come together for one thing and then we leave. And that's probably what you are doing. Sometimes you'll find a guest that you connect with. It becomes a friendship maybe. Who knows? But most of the time, we do our business and then we go. So that's what happened. My relationship with this woman ended. But I want to end this on a positive note. I did send her information on a charity for animals living at or below poverty level. It's a charity here in Nashville. It's called Safe Paul, S-A-F, 
P-A-W, which hopefully will assist her get Max the care that he needs. Another podcasting lesson here, though. It's not only you showing up, and it's not only waiting for somebody to help you. Part of that help might just be pointing you in the right direction. It could be that everything that you are doing right now with your podcast or your business or whatever is just fine. It just hasn't reached the right person yet. The right person doesn't know about it. Or you don't have that one piece of info that's going to make everything click for you or everything better. Maybe everything's already clicking. I don't want to make that assumption. I work with plenty of successful podcasters, but the desire to do better is why you're here listening to this one. Before I move on to the next article, get something a little less deep. I'm going to end it with this. Let's make positive changes in the world via podcasting. If you're ready to do this, if you're already doing this, if you need help doing it in a bigger way, maybe reach out to me. Bigpodcast.com is how to get in touch. Let me know what you're doing. Let me know what you need help with. And if I can't help you, I will help you. Old Navy meets kindergarten cop. If you're a fiction podcaster, listen up. If you're a nonfiction podcaster, listen up. This will apply to either one of these genres. What you do is so much cheaper than what Old Navy did, but it can deliver the same thing as far as value. Old Navy put together some video shorts called Little Interns, and this is pretty funny. You know, getting customers in a busy world is tough, especially for established brands like Old Navy, so they need to do something that's going to stand out. And watching this thing, which is about six videos, maybe four or five minutes each, you're sitting there basically watching an Old Navy commercial, but you're not thinking of it as a commercial. And that's great for a brand like Old Navy. You might be thinking Old Navy, like, oh, I don't like Old Navy. And immediately think, I'm not going to pay attention. That's what a lot of people do. And it's because of that that we're seeing more of this non-advertising content. It sneaks up on people. It actually engages them by being helpful, entertaining, or both. And I mentioned this Because if you're considering pitching companies on your podcasting services, or maybe you're just looking for somebody to advertise on your podcast, this is a way for you to do it. This customized content. I talked about this in my book, Big Podcast. And there's several examples that I list there. You can find several examples. This is a funny one. You're going to be entertained by it. You're going to laugh. And maybe, maybe if they do their job right, you're going to think, oh, maybe I'll give Old Navy a chance. (laughs) Take another look at them. You're going to get some great ideas on how you can sell yourself and your podcasting services. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Steal these 10 strategies to promote your podcast. It's good to learn from other podcasters, but podcasters are only learning from other podcasters. Everything starts to look and sound the same. You know, the shy lights, they hit a line like that. If everybody looked the same, we get tired of looking at each other. You're a little younger, Groove Armada, they sampled it, yeah. Cultures move forward by borrowing on things that work for others. And when it comes to podcasting, you'll benefit by looking at how newsletters approach common podcasting elements. I'm talking about the teaser, before and after promotion, social proof, self-promotion, calls to action. There are actually 10 different techniques here. I've got them linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Let me tell you how I do the teaser. This is something you can do for any episode that you are doing, if it's an interview episode, and that is this. When you are done with your interview, before you disconnect from the session, or before the guests leave your studio, do a quick promo, and I would do it something like this. Hey, it's David Hooper. 
Build the Big Podcast. I just did an interview with Joe Blow that I tease him out a little bit. He's got 900 billion podcast downloads. He started with only 10 cents in the bank, and now he's a bajillionaire. All of that money through podcasting sponsorships. Joe, what are we going to talk about? And then Joe will say, David, we're going to talk about one, two, and three. He says that probably eight, 10 seconds. So what you've got is you've got this intro of you hyping him up. Then he's telling the content that you're talking about. You've got maybe 30 second clip. You can put it on TikTok. You can put it on Instagram. It's a YouTube short. You can do whatever you want with it. You can attach it to the previous episode to the one you're running with Joe. So you've got this teaser that keeps people hanging on for the next episode. I'm going to run through this one more time. Hey, it's David Hooper, Build the Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. If you've wanted to make more money with advertising on your podcast, you're going to love this guy. His name is Joe Blow. He's got 900 billion podcast downloads. He started with 10 cents in the bank, and now he's a bajillionaire. Joe, what are you going to talk about? Well, David, we're going to talk about leverage, providing value to advertisers, and what advertisers are actually paying for. Plus, I'm going to give you the secret to getting to the decision makers at companies who are ready to spend money on your podcast. Then I might come in. That's coming up on the next Build a Big Podcast. To subscribe right now, make sure you don't miss this episode. Go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. There it is. You notice what I did at the end. I did that call to action. That's another thing on the list. Call to action is very important. Give them one. Tell them to subscribe. Tell them why to subscribe. If you want the full list of 10 strategies and more details on each, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Your one sentence podcast description. I love this formula. It's by Jess Cook. It's perfect for coming up with a one sentence description for your podcast. Here's the formula. It's verb plus ideal state, then the word without, and then a pain point. She says this. She says, it positions your solution as the aspirin. And here's what you can do with it. You can use it or variations of it to let listeners know exactly what they'll be getting when listening to you. For example, how to blank quickly and safely without blank. How to lose weight quickly and safely without feeling hungry. Get blank via blank without blank. Get more customers via LinkedIn without being pushy. Let's combine those two together. Let's say you've got a health studio. Get more people into your health studio and subscribed to your membership without waiting till January 1st. I'll give you one more formula and show you how to transpose this into a description for your podcast. A method to blank without blank. For example, a method to get more done in your business without sacrificing quality time with your family. Any of these you can transpose to a description for your podcast because people want to know when they listen to your podcast, what they get out of it. What's your podcast about? Well, I show people how to lose weight quickly and safely without feeling hungry. Done. That describes exactly what you're doing. I show people how to do this. I show people how to get more customers via LinkedIn without being pushy. My podcast is a series of episodes that basically show my method on how to get more done in your business without sacrificing the things that are important to you, such as quality time with your family. You get the idea, play around with it a bit. I've got them all written down at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You want to write a book? You're going to want to check this out. 
First of all, I love the title of this site. I'm linking to something called the Middle Finger Project. Even the name is a great example of something that lets you know the kind of attitude that you're going to get when you go to the site. Imagine that for your podcast. It reminds me of something similar. It was called Unladylike. And if I remember correctly, <laughs> it had a woman's hand with painted nails flipping you the bird. <laughs> so it lets you know the attitude. I didn't know what it was about, but I was curious. So if you can put those two things together with a subtitle, maybe that lets people know exactly what it's about, you've got a winner there. But let's talk about the article that she's posted. I do think it's got something to consider for podcasters who are looking to do a book or just distribute content in additional ways. These are the first three steps that she recommends for somebody who wants to do a book. You've got the content. And a book, if you haven't done one, if there's some kind of mystique to it, it's just a different way of packaging content. You've got the content on your podcast. You're simply packaging it in a different way. And her first three steps, she says, start with a newsletter, not a website. I think this is interesting. It's very similar to a podcast. You are going out to people. You are not letting them come to you. I love that. Second thing, sit down and write out 12 pieces of your best advice. Maybe the stuff you wish you'd known when you started. You probably got advice like that. What do you podcast about? Think of 12 pieces of your best advice. The thing that if you could go back in time and give your younger self, what would those 12 pieces of advice be? Then the third step, turn those 12 pieces of advice into 12 love letters of 2,000 to 3,000 words each. Now do the math on this. If you've got 12 pieces of advice and they're two to 3,000 words each, on the low end, 24,000 words. High end, 36,000 words. To give you a comparison, the big podcast book, 93,000 something words. So you know, it's maybe a third, maybe a little less of what I've got with my book. With that said, what I've got and what a lot of people have are big books that people find intimidating. The world is changing. We're into YouTube shorts, TikTok videos, Instagram reels, shorter episodes. A shorter book isn't necessarily a less valuable book. If you've got 12 pieces of advice and you can package this into something cohesive, and I don't necessarily recommend it as step one, step two, step three, step four. No, it's not a listicle. Be clever about it. You don't have to change a lot. Just take those 12 things and make them flow from one thing to the other, not just 12 separate blog posts or points or whatever. That kind of stuff, to me, look, and I've done it, so I'm talking about myself. I think it's where a lot of authors start, kind of amateur. But you're going to compare it to a listicle, a blog post, maybe even a podcast episode. You're probably at the point where you're not doing those podcast episodes. Three things you need to know. It's like, oh, no. Sounds like a Cosmo article. <laughs> anyway, that's the system that she has. And this is what all books are. Is you're taking one big thing and you are chunking it down into little bitty parts. She's got 12 parts here. You put an introduction on the front, put a wrap up on the back. That's all that she's suggesting. And with something like Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP, you can go to kdp.amazon.com. You could have this thing online and distribute it to the world within a day of writing it. I don't recommend that, by the way. I think you need an editor. I think you need a rewrite. Good books are written. Great books are rewritten. With that said, these are the first three steps. You've already got the first one. You've got a podcast. You're putting the content out there. You've got a community around your podcast. So that's a bonus. Just organize it. Get those 12 pieces of information, two to 3,000 words each. That's what she's saying. 
put it together in a book. Put a front on it, put a back on it. You got your book. You want more information on this? I've got it linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You know, I've done several books over the years. I got into self-publishing as a complete fluke. I had a book deal with the Idiot's Guide. It wasn't working out for me. I was talking to my uncle. He was a graphic artist here on Music Row in Nashville. Did a lot of album covers, a lot of music stuff. And he said, hey, I just invested in this new printer. You think you can sell 100, 200 books? I go, yeah, I can do that. So I can get you 100, 200 books at a time. You don't have to do an offset thing. Offset would have been 10,000 maybe at the time. I mean, it was a really big deal for you to do an offset run at the time. This is 1999. And I was frustrated with the idiot's guide. I saw the money that I can make. And what I was doing is I was pressing these books up for $4, selling them for 20. So I'm making 16 bucks a pop. The idiot's guide, on the other hand, that was about a eh, dollar. <laughs> so I was like, well, I might not sell as many, but I'd have to sell 16 times the books to make the same amount of money I can make doing it on my own. Anyway, the point is this. Your life can be changed by doing a book. You know how it was changed by doing a podcast. This is the next level. A podcast and a book, it's a one-two punch. It's going to get you in places that the podcast alone can't get you. Absolutely check out this article. If you've got questions about it, reach out to me. That article, it's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Get a better broadcast, podcast, and voiceover voice. This is a short podcast from Peter Stewart, guy out of England. As a podcaster, you're going to love this. He shares some great advice related to broadcasting voiceover from breathing to conversational reading to specific delivery styles. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Station imaging voiceovers. That's something like Easy 93, Light FM, or 102.5, The Rock. You've heard these things. There's a bunch of different ways to do them. He's got some great advice if you want to get into that business. Voicing public service announcements. Political ad voiceover styles, movie trailer voiceovers, sports stadium announcing. It's called Get a Better Broadcast, Podcast, and Voiceover Voice. You can find it wherever you find podcast, or go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Audio effects explained. This one's one you really need to see visually. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. It's a funny chart with audio effects explained. And there's a bunch of them on there. Most of them you will never use. So let me tell you the big two that I use when I make Build a Big Podcast. Right now, I'm talking into the microphone. It's an RE20 by Electro Voice. I'm going into a compressor. I've got an EQ on this, and I've got a gate on this. The gate I did not mention in the list, but that basically turns off and on, letting my voice go through the mic so you're not hearing the breathing that I'm doing and other distracting sounds that I don't want you to hear. I want you to only hear my voice, be focused on the message. But the big two that I use, I use EQ. If you're curious about my DBX settings, I've got photos of this. They are on the Big Podcast Instagram page, instagram.com slash bigpodcast1. I've got just a little bit of high frequency, just a little bit of low frequency. The RE20 it is a flat mic. So this is more or less my voice. There's a little bit of touch up on it, a touch of compression. And I add that as I am recording. That is not something that a lot of podcasters do. I do that coming from radio. I'm used to doing it live. There is no post-production in live radio. <laughs> There's only the production that you have at the time. I record like that. I run it through Isotope RX. I've got all this linked. It's newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I've got a mouthy click. So 
any of those kind of things, that gets removed. But again, this stuff is just a touch. This stuff is very subtle. A little goes a long way when it comes to any kind of effect. And I was joking around about 102.5 The Rock. It used to be you would hear DJs like that. Those big bottom, voice of God type voices. That's the kind of stuff that I grew up with. That is not what you hear on radio so much anymore. For most people doing long form content, something like that, a little bit more distracting than a natural voice that we're used to hearing in conversation. So consider that when doing your processing. I'm curious about your processing, by the way. If you want to reach out to me via Twitter or Mastodon, I've got links on how to do that. I've got more information about the effects that I use, including the setup and the software. That's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Stream your podcast to 30 plus platforms at once. I always say one of the great things about podcasting is that it allows you to do the work once. And at that point, the number of people you reach is limited only by your distribution. If you live stream your podcast or if you want to, CastNet is worth a look. It's a video platform that makes it easy to share and monetize your live streams or record content everywhere. And I do mean everywhere. You can multi-stream, as I mentioned, 30 plus platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, $49 for life. It is on sale right now. I've got it linked, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Bad guess philosophy. This is another joke you need to see it visually, newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I mention it here because if you've got a bad guest story, look me up. I'm putting together an episode of bad guest stories. What's the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Worst thing that's happened to me, I've told it here. Had a rock star, man, a bona fide rock star. 30, 40 million records sold in my studio. We had a timing mix up. He thought we only needed him for 10 minutes. I needed him for at least an hour. I needed 54 minutes of finished tape. And he was pissed. Got into it with my producer. My producer was about ready to kick him out. He didn't care who he was. It was weird for me because I'd picked him up at his hotel. You know, dude comes in on a tour bus. He can't just drive to the station. I was going to have to drive him back. I said, sir, because I'm not going to tell you his name. (laughs) He was from England, Mr. English, (laughs) Mr. English. If you'll just get into the studio with me, we can go as long as you want to. When you're ready to leave, we can leave. He said, okay, fine. Complete jerk. We get him in there, hit the red button. Hey, glad to be here. He was really great. He was really great until he wasn't. He stands up maybe, I don't know, 30 minutes in. This interview is over. Take me back to my hotel. I was like, oh, all right. Told the engineer, told the producer, hold on, I'll be back. Took him to the hotel, dropped him off. Go back. I can do the intros. I can do the outros. Because when I'm doing this, I knew I had him only for a few minutes. Maybe not even that. I was blasting through those questions. What about this? What about this? What about this? I'd done my research, done the pre-interview, not with him, but with his publicist. So I knew exactly where I was going to go. Plus he's famous. I knew about him. I'd seen him do other interviews. All of them great, by the way. So I was really looking forward to it. And I knew where I wanted to go. Came back, pieced this thing together, took that 30 minutes of tape that we had with songs, whatever, got 54 minutes out of it, six minutes of commercials, had my hour show. Still on a rerun sometimes. People say, oh my gosh, that was a great interview. He must've been so cool. That's the bad guest story. Bad guest Not necessarily something you're not going to run. With that said, I'm not interviewing him again. 
I had tickets to the show that night. Don't care. Front row. Don't care. You killed it for me, dude. Anyway, I'm taking stories like that. If you've got some funny, quirky, weird guest stories, gonna be doing that soon. Reach out to me. Let me know that you're interested. Bigpodcast.com and get that joke. The bad guest philosophy. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Got a couple classified ads for you. You're gonna wanna check these out. These are upcoming products that will help you to promote your podcast, get the word out about it, get more fans, spread your message. Here's one I really love, Swell AI. You can use Swell AI to automate your podcast episode summaries, time-stamped episode highlights, and long-form articles based on the content of your episodes. You upload the audio of your episode. Swell AI not only gives you the summary, not only gives you timestamps, it's going to write an article based on your podcast episode. And I'm not talking about a short article, three, 400 word blurb, uh-uh, 1,800, 2,000 words, that kind of article, a full-fledged, honest to God, real blog article. Swell AI, I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Pictory automatically creates short, highly shareable, and branded videos from your long-form content with Pictory. Similar to Swell AI, you upload your podcast episode, it makes a video for you. I don't know how it does it. It transcribes it and knows what it's doing. It pulls out the images. It pulls out the highlights. I'll give you an example of what it would do for this episode. I've got that segment talking about books. It would pull that. It's going to know it's a segment and it's going to give you those three tips. Start here, then go here, and then go here. This is how you start a book if you've got a podcast. It's pretty impressive. It's called Pictory. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. That's it for this episode. I've got some great stuff coming up this week at bigpodcast.com and also here on this podcast to make sure that you do not miss it. Here's what you need to do. Subscribe or follow or follow and subscribe. Whatever you're calling it these days, here's how to do it. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there. I've got a link for iPhone, Android. I've got a link to the RSS feed. I've got a QR code that you can scan with your phone and instantly get this podcast on your phone. You can listen to me in the car, in the gym, wherever you are. I work with you to reach more people, make more money, make more impact with your podcast. Thank you for listening to Build a Big Podcast. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe is how to make sure you don't miss an episode. Go there now before you forget, and I'll see you on the next one.